Welcome to Behind the Membership Season 3, Episode 2. Today I'm talking with Louise Brogan from Social BNI, all about the Social Bee Academy, which has been running for about 18 months now. In this episode, Louise shares what's been working for her when it comes to attracting new members, including how connecting one-to-one with people via in-person workshops, as well as online via Facebook and LinkedIn Messenger, have been great ways to grow her site. We also talk about the challenges and highlights of Louise's journey so far and how seeing the results from her members makes everything worthwhile. And you'll hear why Louise plans to focus even more on her membership this year and really make the membership a priority in her business, plus much more. So let's get started. Welcome to Behind the Membership with Callie Willows. Real people, real stories, real memberships. Today, I'm joined on Behind the Membership by Louise Brogan from Social BNI, who's going to talk with us all about her membership, Social B Academy. Welcome, Louise. Oh, thank you so much, Kelly. I'm really delighted to come on your podcast. I love it. It's a pleasure to have you join me. I'm really looking forward to talking with you about your membership journey. Mm. So if we actually dive straight in and get us started, could you tell us a little bit about Social B Academy, what exactly it is, who it's for, all the nitty gritty details, really? Oh, yes, absolutely. So I suppose who it's for is people who want to raise their visibility online through mainly through social media, although I do cover um, other aspects of online marketing as well. Um, Inside the academy, I have completely comprehensive training on all of the different social media platforms, um, but also about strategy and understanding who you're trying to reach online and all the bits that come with it. So, um, you know, how to do webinars, how to build your email list, how to podcast, all of the things that together with social media really help people to make a pres- their presence felt online. Awesome. So that sounds really comprehensive then. Yes, it yeah. totally is. Um, and interestingly, I, I kind of I started out in the sell a course space and moved into the membership space. And so I, the first course I created was called Facebook for Business. And that entire course is now inside my membership. So that kind of shows you, it's not like you go in and there'd be a half hour training on Facebook. There's literally like an entire course on Facebook in there. Um, that's just one example of the kind of content that's in there. Awesome. And so how long ago did you actually launch the membership then? So I was thinking about this before I came on and I believe it was January of last year. So January, 2018, um, that I kicked off the membership. Um, The life flies past by so quickly, it could have been longer, but in my head, that's what I think. Yeah, it's about a year and a half old. Yeah. Awesome. And so have you been open continuously since you launched or do you run on a closed membership and and let people in a few times a year? So following... um, the training that I have learned from you guys, it's actually open all the time. Um, and I, I do run little offers at the minute. It's, you know, it's like a, a £10 a month to join for your first month um, at the moment. Um, but I, I tried it with the open and close cart initially. And you, you try and test all these different things and see what works, don't you? So um, when I did the open and close cart, it was almost like it was such a massive thing to try and launch it. And I was like, when am I, when am I finding the time in my life to do this launch? Um, and then I started, interestingly, last summer, I, I went out. So I'm, I live in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Um, and I have this role with Facebook called the She Means Business um, accredited, accredited Trainer for Facebook. 
in Northern Ireland. And I went out and did 13 local networking events. And at each of those, I spoke to people about my membership and I pretty much got members signing up from every event. Now, you know, you know yourself, Kelly, it wasn't, it wasn't like if the 10 people were there, 10 people didn't sign up maybe one or two did from each event. Um, and I realized that by having a closed membership, you're really um, blocking yourself a little bit there because people come to you at different times um, through the year. And um, if by having it open all the time, then if someone comes and meets me or comes to a webinar I'm running, then they're able to join. And I, I just seems to work better for me that way than you know, opening, closing a couple of times a year. Yeah, and I think you're in quite a competitive market as well. You know, there's a lot of other options. So if, if you've got your doors closed, there's somewhere else somebody could go to learn similar things rather than yes. waiting for you. So yeah. it is, you know, you are in that market there where kind of there is a lot of alternatives for people to choose from. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, and I would see some, there's some massive, massive memberships out there who um, would, I would see would attract similar audience to me um, who do run the big, like maybe open like once or twice a year. And I'm thinking of maybe something like Carrie Green's um, yeah. uh, female entrepreneur association. Yeah. So, and she, you know, there's a massive drive for that a couple of times a year. Um, but no, it just doesn't, doesn't work for me in my business. And yeah, as I say, like people join my email list and I want to be able to offer them the membership within a certain period of time. I did do the, the whole deadline funnel timeline thing. So, um, when I had my um, standalone courses, but I was never able to get the tech to work exactly right for me. So I gave up on that. And yeah, so now if people want to join, they can come and try it out themselves. And if they, you know, if it's for them, it's for them. And if it's not then, because everyone likes different teachers and teaching styles, don't they as well? Yeah, I think everybody resonates with with different people. And, and as you say, the different teaching styles and topics as well. Mm, yeah, definitely. And so... Final practical question, really, then. How much is the membership and has that changed since you first launched? Okay, so it is £30 a month for people. Um, As I said, they can join at £10 for their first month. Um, And I started, actually, I started at 25 a month um, and I went up to 30. And I suppose if I went back to the very start, I maybe would have started you know, my first three months that it would have been a, a lower number to get that higher volume in at the very start. Uh, but sure, we can all go back and look at things we might have done differently. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but I do have then, if somebody wanted to join for a year, it would be £300. So there's an option for, you know, to get it for 300 if they join for a year. Cool. And you have a VIP tier as well, don't you? A higher tier. Yes, I do. So um, I came up with this idea. So we're in, we're recording this in, in May, but with this idea a couple of months ago, because I have people who want to work with me a little bit more one-to-one, but don't necessarily want to book like a one-off strategy session. So the VIP, I actually call it VIBs. I like that. <laughs> the VIBs, um, it's £99 and they get access to all of the membership and the coaching and the expert webinars and everything. But they also get a one, uh, one-to-one call with me every month for half an hour. Um, and I, I really like that too, Callie, because you can see real progress with people when you're talking to them every single month in their business as well. 
Yeah, and you probably hear a bit more about what they're actually doing than necessarily people who are just in the general community and things as well. So. Yes, yes. And then, of course, then you become friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so well, going back to the beginning then, what actually inspired you to create Social Bee Academy? What made you decide to go down the membership route? Hmm. So, well, I um, I stay, I let, I work from home. So I'm, well, I have a co-working space that I go into maybe a couple of days a week. But I have three kids, so they're 13, 11, and 9. And I created this business so that I could work around them being at school. And I thought that um, having the, the membership just seems like such a good option for somebody who wants to have more flexible working, but also to have a, like a recurring revenue stream. Yeah. You know, in the school holidays, the Easter holidays and Christmas, I, unless I'm paying somebody to look after my kids, um, I can't be going out and do, because I do workshops locally as well. So you know, next week I'm doing a workshop in Dublin and I do workshops all over Northern Ireland, um, in-person workshops. So I can't necessarily do those as much during the school holiday period and neither do I want to. So having my business online really works for me and having the membership Again, it's, it's the whole, if, if I had stuck with you doing Instagram for business, Facebook for business, standalone courses, you'd have to be constantly launching them. Whereas the membership just, is a, just a really good business model, I think, for someone who's in my situation. Yeah. And so you, you mentioned that you started off by selling courses and things. Are you still selling other products as well? Or are you pretty much doing just the workshops and the membership? Um, I do. No, I, I don't sell other courses. Although, interestingly... I see an option for doing, there's some people who don't want to join memberships. Yeah. I'm sure, well, obviously you've met them as well. <laughs> um, there, there are people who will join my membership and then they'll say to me, Louise, um, I, I'm not finding the time to get into this, so it's not for me. And a way of capturing those people and the people who, you know, a lot of my members are, maybe about 50% of my members are from Northern Ireland and memberships maybe not necessarily something that when I talk to them about it, they don't really know exactly what I mean by a yeah. membership. People who aren't in the online space don't really necessarily know what that means. Um, but I said, you know, would you do like a three-month program, like a group program? So that's something I'm looking to bring out, I think, in September. But with the idea being that the people who are in that group program then would graduate into almost the lower tier, which is the membership, kind of to keep tabs and stay in touch with me. So that's something I'm exploring at the minute. Awesome. So kind of having that kind of the membership still be kind of the central point for people to come in, but having a few other options for, yes. for people that want that little more or aren't fixed with yes. the membership model. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so you mentioned there as well that um, I think you said most of your members are kind of based in Northern Ireland. Is that, do you think because you are attracting members from the in-person workshops and things, or is that a deliberate move on your part to kind of make this a, a more localized membership? No, it's not supposed to be local at all. And I do have members from, um, like I have a couple of people from Canada and Australia as well. So um, no, it's not local, but I think the fact that people here know me more, just me, you know, on my email list, I have about over 2,000 people on my email list, and I would say a good third of them are, are from Northern Ireland. So it kind of just makes, you know, it's just numbers. It's a numbers game, isn't it? Like yeah. We always say online in the online space, if more of my audience are from Northern Ireland, then probably more of my audience and my membership are going to be yeah. from Northern Ireland as well. 
Yeah, totally. So a tough one now then. What would you say has been your biggest challenge with the membership? I think that it's a challenge that I recognize and I'm, I'm focusing on this year is that I have too, ma- too many revenue streams in my business. I recognize that and I really see the potential in the membership and I want to give it my focus for the second half of 2019 um, because, you know, when, you, when I look at retention rates, people stay, you know, they get really good value out of it and they stay. So I don't have a lot of people who leave it. Um, but it's not maybe growing as much as I can see it has potential to. So one of the things I've been trying recently is um, running webinars. And I want to properly spend some time developing out that um, that funnel, if you like, because when people sign up to my webinars, they, they really see that I know what I'm talking about. And then they join the membership as a result. But because I'm doing local training, local workshops, um, talking at local networking events, it's hard to find a consistent time for you know, putting that webinar into my diary. Um, so I, I said at the start of this year, I would do a webinar a month and I, have, I haven't even managed to do that. So one of the reasons I'm coming to your conference in September in Newcastle, which I'm really looking forward to, um, is to really give my membership a huge focus for the second half of this year because, you know, like I say, I can see that people really enjoy it and get good value out of it. Yeah, it's just making it more of that central point in the business yeah absolutely yeah I can uh, yeah I can understand that and I think um, a lot of people who have the kind of different offers different services and things can probably relate to that as well it can be can be hard to grow things as well as you want when your your focus is split in different directions yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) so if that's the challenge then what's actually been the highlight for you or the favorite thing about having a membership when people um, say that I've made a real difference to their business. So um, I'm hosting a conference here in Northern Ireland at the end of May. And there's a lady coming on stage um, called Barbara. So she is a, an estate agent in Northern Ireland. And after joining my membership and me teaching her how to... So her, her and her partner left another company and set up on their own and said, well, we need to learn about marketing. And she joined my membership and she started making these really fabulous little videos and stuff um, for Facebook. And she got um, shortlisted for the Marketer of the Year in the Estate Agents Awards for Northern Ireland. And she said it was completely down to the help I'd given her. And things like that, you just think, well, that's just everything this is meant to be. You know, and I love, love the live calls and connecting with the members and being in the community. You know, it's just... I really, really enjoy helping people with their business. Awesome. I love that. And yeah, seeing the results from those members, especially as you, I think you mentioned before, when you've had that kind of longer term relationship with them and you get to know them and, and things as well. Mm, yeah. It's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of my audience as well, people will come to me and say, oh, I just don't know how to use this social media. You know, and there's a real fear of... Um, going and putting yourself out there a little bit, but about your personality out on social media. And I like to think that that's what I help people with is also is getting over the fear of doing that as well. Yeah, I love that. And so you've already mentioned that you've kind of been trying some webinars and things that have been working well. So what are you finding is working well for you when it comes to attracting new members? Um, I, interestingly, and I'm, I'm talking about this at the conference, um, actually, Connecting with people one to one 
which um, I think Mike did a podcast about this recently, how, you know, actually you build your membership one person at a time. Um, so definitely connecting with people one-to-one, meeting people in person, and they realize that you know what you're talking about. The webinars, um, my email list is, is growing really well because of different visibility strategies that I've had. And I suppose my... Um, next challenge is going to be is, is converting those people from being on an email list to, to trying out the membership. So, um, but yeah, definitely connecting with people and ironically using social media. <laughs> See, at least it works. Um, so when you say connecting one-to-one with people, are you referring there to kind of the workshops that you've been going to, as you mentioned before, or is that, are you actually getting on calls one-to-one with people? How are you, how are you fostering those connections? Probably um, more so through meeting at events, meeting at um, networking events, um, if I'm, or I've been talking at something and someone comes up and talks to me afterwards, but also um, through Messenger, so interestingly, I haven't uh, I haven't really done the the discovery calls for the membership. So that might be something to explore as well. I don't know. Um, suppose part of, part of me thinks, um, where do I find the time for that? Yeah. <laughs> but if it was a strategy, everything you have to try and test everything out, don't you? If, you know, different strategies. If they work, then you do them more. Yeah. yeah. So with the messenger, is that just when people send you a message? Do you have a chat button things going there or or is that just very much kind of a natural conversation with people? Yeah. So if somebody sends me a message, I don't send out cold messages about my membership. Um, but if somebody sends me a message or a query, so I might get a message through Facebook Messenger asking me, you know, when are you holding your next workshop or whatever? And I'll say, well, you know, it's, it's not until da da da, but did, did you know that I have you know, this membership to try out um, that kind of idea as well. And LinkedIn Messenger works as well. Not so sure about um, Instagram Messenger actually converting into any um, sales for me in any part of my business. <laughs> but yeah, I think LinkedIn Messenger and Facebook Messenger, yeah, connecting those ways with people. Awesome. Yeah. And it's funny with Instagram because I, Instagram's becoming my favorite social platform, but very much from a social point of view, which yes. obviously is what it's meant to be. But I think as business owners, we become so focused on, on what's going to have a return in the business that yeah. you forget sometimes the actual purpose of, of all oh, social media. <laughs> so true. Oh, that's not the second time that conversations we had in my house today. Cal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if that's kind of the things you're trying to get new members, you mentioned before you have really good retention. So what are you actually doing to keep those members and, and encourage that retention? Well, I think that I'm very clear with my members that they can ask me whatever they want and uh, whenever they want. So we have our community is a Facebook group, uh, which works for me and it works for my members. And um, so they pop questions in there all the time. In fact, interestingly, sometimes they they send me a private message with a question and I say, would you mind putting that in the group so everyone can you know, benefit from that? So the Facebook group is active um, and people ask questions in there and I have, I put new content in every month. I have a, another strategy that I have is the, I've run two online summits and I've had quite big names in those summits. So people like um, Carol Cox and, um, Kate Erickson have both been on my summits and given really amazing value. And then I've dripped that content into my membership. So the, the quality of the training in there from other people as well as my own, I think is high. 
Um, and then we have a guest expert webinar once a month and we have the group coaching call once a month as well. So I think that, well, hopefully my members know I'm very accessible and they can ask me questions when and, you know, as and when they need help with stuff. Yeah. And so with the online summits that you mentioned there, so are you running those as a kind of lead generation initially? Are you selling those separately and also putting them in the membership? How are you using those summits? Yeah, they're very much, the very first time I did it, it was very much about an email list builder. Um, and also, I guess, connecting me with the people that I reached out to, it was kind of bringing them closer into my network as well. Um, I When I launched both summits, I did on Teachable and I um, sold all access passes to them that weren't very expensive. Um, interesting, I didn't get a lot of sales at that, but I did get um, people joining the membership as a result. So if, say, say I ran the online summit for like the 1st to the 3rd of June, um, then I would say, so you can buy the all access pass from the 2nd to the 4th of June, and then it went away. So then if you wanted to access that content, it was then dripped out um, into the membership at a rate of two talks every month um, so and that seems to have worked really well and it's interesting because now I've got two banks of these summits and I'm actually considering pulling them all in together and calling it like a social media rewrap or something as another way of, of this building um, and again if you want access to all this content it's in the membership so um, it seems to work well for me as a strategy. Awesome. And so you mentioned the Facebook group there as well and kind of having that as a central point for questions and things. Do you actually do anything in that group in terms of, do you have kind of a theme days approach? Do you have particular days where you encourage people to share particular things or accountability? Do you do anything like that in the group or is it very much just a, a kind of organic people questions and connecting with each other? I would say it's more organic. And um, I also... Um, I'm in a Facebook business group that Facebook invited me into. So they would, they would share stuff with us there, like brand new things and trainings that I can then share into my group as well. Um, so, and also if there's like you know, breaking news yeah. <laughs> on one of the social media platforms, I will share that into my group as well. So it's a source of what's happening right now and what's the latest news and you know what do we all think about this for someone who work who teaches social media that does not mean that I am you know Facebook's biggest fan either you know I'm quite yeah. happy to be not not critical is not the right word but to be honest about what I think about some of the things that go on within the social media industry as well um so but yeah I don't do I don't do like oh no today's Thursday let's all share our blog post or anything like that um but people know that they can if they want to you know if they want advice on something they can absolutely do that sometimes you need to prompt people but i think when you start a facebook group it can start out that way that you really need to encourage people to yeah. by prompting them but once you're up and running a little while it kind of becomes more organic which i think is nice yeah i think once your members start connecting with each other a little bit more and it becomes less reliant on you yes you kind of let that organic growth come through Definitely. Yeah. And so you mentioned there as well that you're putting new content into the membership every month. Mm -hmm. Is that something you plan out quite far in advance or do you kind of, you know, social media is one of those topics where things can change very quickly. Yes. So it's something where you kind of, you're, you're a bit more, um, I'll use the term last minute, but not necessarily <laughs> kind of <laughs> scrambling at the last minute. Or as I said, do you have that all planned out? 
I would like to say that I have it all planned out, but that would not be true. Um, what I tend to do is people will raise questions about things. So I'm more inclined to go to create training for, you know, the, the next month coming. I, I want to do stuff about um, building your email list. I know a lot of my members would like to know how to actually just get started and with doing that. So that's something I want to do for June. Um, so that kind of way, whereas, and, you know, but then if something major happens, so you, cause you never really know with social media. Um, so if something major happened where Zuckerberg decided to pull out the entire news feed and replace it with just with groups, which I, by the way, I don't believe is going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, if something major like that happened and it just re, re changed the entire look of Facebook, well then obviously that would be, need to be my focus <laughs> for June. Um, so I'm fluid that way, let's say. Yeah. And it sounds like you're kind of, you're working a lot on what your members are actually asking for as well, which is always a great way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So shifting gears a little bit then, let's talk about life as a membership site owner. We've already mentioned you have other aspects to the business. So how are you actually finding time to kind of run the membership alongside everything else you're doing? Where does it fit into kind of your daily routine? Well, I think I have to be organized. So this is where like, I have my guest experts lined up for the next five months and they are booked in the calendar so that those are set in stone. Um, creating the content itself um, doesn't take me a huge amount of time, which I don't want that to sound unprofessional, but I know my, I know my content and my topic so well that um, it's a matter of, you know, I could, I could create the training for June in a matter of like in a couple of days. It's just yeah. being organized, Kelly. Um, I'm making sure I block out time in the calendar to give that focus to the membership. Cool. And do you have a team helping you as well or is it all completely just you? There's no team involved in the um, Social Bee Academy. I have, I have, um, I outsource my podcast editing and show notes to other people and I outsource um, really general admin tasks to a VA, but um, I, I'm not sure I would let anybody touch my membership. <laughs> oh dear, I'm not a control freak, I promise. <laughs> I, it's one of those things though, I do think it's harder kind of to, to off, hand over certain tasks with a membership than it is with anything else because yeah. like you do develop that relationship with your members you know it's an ongoing thing so you want to give them the best experience and I think yes. that can be a lot harder to yeah to kind of just give and responsibility it, to somebody else but there's just some bits I mean somebody else couldn't do the training I don't think um yes I have guest the guest expert webinars which is wonderful so you have a nice mix so it's not just me all the time yeah um, but I, I wouldn't, I don't, I can't see how I would bring somebody else in to do the training on, um, you know, how to use LinkedIn best for your business or, um, what's the latest news on, on Facebook groups. I can't see how I would do that. And and also with the group coaching, I don't think, I think if my members showed up to my group coaching call and it wasn't me, yeah. thinking, what? where's Louise gone? <laughs> yeah. They're there for you at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And so, what tasks are you actually focusing on on a daily or weekly basis? You said the content doesn't take you that long. So is the main thing just checking in with the community and, and kind of that's the, the main task that you're doing for the membership on an ongoing basis? Yes. And I do have, you know, I do have a plan for it and it's, it's, you know, having that outlet. I'm becoming quite a fan of sticky notes, post-it notes, I have to say. 
Um, and I think once my, I'm kind of all consumed with my conference right now, but once that is over, it's going to be all consuming with the membership. And I have a, have, like in my head, I have like a post-it note wall of the content and the plans for everything I'm going to do. But yeah, it's, it's checking in with everybody every day, making sure everyone's okay. We have, you know, we have like um, a messaging pod on Instagram as well. Um, and just keeping tabs on all of my members as much as I can, you know, and some of them tag me and some of them don't. There's some people who are in the membership, and I'm sure it's the same with the member site Academy um, who never, never come to a live call and never come into the group. And it's almost like, you know, it's not that you forget they're there, but sometimes you're like, Oh, I didn't know that person yes. was a member because I haven't heard from them in like nine months. <laughs> yeah, I always find that funny. The as you say, there's always that portion of your members who are quite happy doing their own thing, mm. and you don't necessarily even know that they're there. Yeah. And on the one hand, I really like that, but on the other hand. I love knowing what my members are working on. So when there's yeah. members who I'm like, well, I, I don't even know what they're doing. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Well, because I will see, like I follow, I try and follow that my members on their social media. So if I see their posts, you know, I will comment on them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like to keep, keep tabs on what they're all up to. Um, and so is there anything that you actually wish you'd known earlier or would do differently if you were starting again? Yes, I think I would actually. I think I kind of touched base a little bit on it earlier. I've seen another um, person in this space who has launched a membership and launched it at a £10 a month um, to their audience. And then they've gone up to 20 and up to 25. And I think that's something I would have done differently because I don't really feel that I, I would go much higher on my monthly um, on my monthly rate. So it's more... Um, when I'm trying to do a push for new members, for example, that's why I would have an offer for, you know, a trial period. Um, so I definitely got that. Would I have had a bigger email list at the start? I'm not sure, Callie, because a lot of the stuff I've learned about growing the email list in order to launch to, I've, I've learned over a longer period. And I think sometimes if, you're, if you want to build something like a membership, and you're waiting until you have a certain number of people or a certain audience, then you might never actually do it. Yeah. So I'm glad I started when I did. Yeah, you've kind of got to weigh up that kind of waiting to to get big enough to launch with just getting started as well. Mm-hmm. I think pricing as well is really hard. Oh, it is. Yeah, pricing is like probably one of the biggest questions we get is the, you know, what should the price be? And it is a difficult one because there's no fixed answer. So as you said, you you can start low. I mean, I always recommend starting low so that you can raise the price because it's it's easier to do that than to drop it. But as you said, you don't necessarily know where the £10 would have bought you like double the members that 20 did. For example, it's just such a, a hard thing to kind of take a guess on essentially. Yeah, exactly. And so if anybody listening is thinking of starting a membership or they've just started a membership, do you have any, anything that you would advise them or tip that you would give them? Yes, I would. Well, hilariously, I would obviously suggest that they join you at the Membersite Academy. Um, you know, I have this thing about people trying to figure out everything on their own when, you know, it's really, it's all there for you wrapped up in a package. Um, I think it's, you've got to, it is quite a lot of work. It is quite a lot of work. You've got to be committed to producing every month. And I think you've got to like people as well. 
because, you know, I think the reason why my retention rate is so good is because you know, my members know that I like them. Yeah. <laughs> I like connecting with them and communicating with them. So if you're thinking about starting your own membership, um, you've got to understand that it does take time and effort. Um, you have got to show up every month. Um, you can't just think, well, I'm going to produce, you know, you, I'm going to produce uh, 50 webinars, stick them in a membership and charge people a fee and then not really do anything with them after that. Um, and having the community is really important. So it's not for everybody. don't think it is for everybody. Um, but also at being topic specific, and you said earlier, you know, I'm in quite a, a red ocean, if you like, <laughs> with yeah. social media. Um, but I, for me, I wouldn't niche down to doing you know, just Facebook or something like that. I, I like talking about this earlier in my own podcast. I like having all of the social media aspects with my business. Um, but yeah, finding something that you know really well that you can help people with um, and, and be able to produce enough content to keep it going month after month as well. Yeah, definitely. And I, I love what you said there about needing to like people as well, because it, it is so true. Like mm. you do need to be willing to kind of show up for your for your members on an ongoing basis. And if the idea of that sounds terrible to you, then a membership probably <laughs> is the best option. <laughs> and it's interesting because I never, I'm not sure that that was ever came across my mind before I started a membership. It wasn't something I thought about, but then I suppose I'm a people person anyway. So I was lucky in that aspect. Yeah. Whereas I, I kind of, I'm quite introverted. So in person, I'm not a talker. I'm not like particularly a people person in person, Mm -hmm. but with a membership, I find that that's perfect for my personality. So like, you know, answering forum posts or even doing the live calls and things that that's perfect for me. Yeah, this is it. Um, I know, I think you had Laura, didn't you, from Worditude? Yes. On the podcast in an earlier series. And I I can see that that works really well for her and I are quite similar in that she has kids at home same age and wants to work from home and be able yeah. to help people. And yes, as, well, as much as I am a very much a people person and quite happy in networking spaces as well, you know, sometimes it's quite nice just to sit behind your computer screen and <laughs> do your stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Have a cup of tea and do some typing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so you mentioned before that you are planning on kind of focusing a lot more on the membership in the second half of the year. Yes. So I would love to know as we start wrapping things up then, what are your goals for Social Bee Academy? Where would you actually like to be in 12 months, two years time? Oh gosh, in 12 months time, Callie, I would like to at least have doubled my membership. Um, I, I see, there's, to me, there's so much potential in it that I could see this being my main, if not solo revenue stream. Um, it's just me making the time to give it the space that needs to grow. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and also reaching more people um, and helping more people as well. Yeah, no, I really, that's what I, I see it becoming, um, a much bigger audience that can help more people and have people just connecting with each other as well from all over the place. I love that, right? that concept for it. That sounds great. And so it sounds then like you actually do, you're doing a lot of different things at the minute, but it sounds like the end game is to actually kind of have the membership be pretty much the business. Yes, it is. It is because, you know, as we're 
getting older, even in two years' time, my daughter's going to be doing GCSEs. So who knows what life will look like in this house then. Um, and I also have a son who needs a little bit of extra help. So yeah, yeah, having the business focused around something I can do while my kids are at school actually is, is perfect for me. Yeah. And so would you actually say that kind of that's been the biggest impact the memberships had for you is being able to spend that time with the family and focus around them? Or would you say it's something else? I think that, yeah, no, I do. I think the whole, my whole business, I think is being able to be here at home and and work while the kids are at school. Yeah. And the membership is definitely um, a massive, massive part of that. Yeah. Awesome. And so I'll be sure to put like kind of the links to your site and your podcast and things in the show notes. But if somebody is sat there thinking, I really need to check out Louise's membership site and learn all about social media and things, where's the best place for them to head to do that? To www.socialbeacademy.com, Callians. Be a buzzy bee. <laughs> be as in the buzzy bee. I love the term VIBs, by the way, that you said you were using for your premium tier. That was great. one of those crazy, you know, stroke of genius in the <laughs> So do you actually call your members social bees? Um, I, well, I actually call their beehivers. Awesome. Yeah. So I have this whole thing with social bee. I don't call myself queen bee. Don't like that. So it's, and I don't call them worker bees. So it's hard to find yeah. a <laughs> terminology that isn't mildly like hierarchically. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, social bees or social beehivers. Yeah. and so I I think we'll wrap up there then so thank you so much for joining me today Louise it's been a pleasure talking with you and I'm really looking forward to watching what you do with your membership next and seeing you hit those those goals and and that business transition thank you so much Cal it's been really lovely talking to you as always that's all folks big thank you to Louise for joining me and as always a big thank you to you for listening too if you want to check out what Louise is doing, then be sure to head on over to socialbni.com. And of course, you can head over to themembershipguys.com slash btm24 to pick up the show notes, transcript, and all of Louise's links too. I'd also love to hear your top takeaway from the episode. So let me know over in our free Facebook group at talkmemberships.com. You also heard LeBase mention our upcoming conference in September 2019. And if you're wondering what that is, then visit retainalive.com for all the details. If you like this podcast and you want to connect with other membership site owners in real life, then it's a great event to be at. And we still have a few tickets left. I would love to see you there. So that's it from me for this week. Thank you for joining me and do subscribe and listen in for another episode next week. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Behind the Membership, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Member Site Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools and a supportive active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.